Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. This episode is brought to you by Striving for Eternity's Ministry. Their very own Andrew Rappenport has wrote a book called What Do We Believe? This book is $5 off for all bar listeners if you type in the code BAR. Enjoy the show. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the a reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday super excited to come to come to you guys with the, another great podcast uh like I start every podcast I like to uh let everybody know how much I really appreciate you guys listening to the bar and uh, how much I appreciate the love, the comments, the shares, uh, all of that means everything to us. So uh, we, we definitely hats off to the listeners. And um, man, this is probably the most favorite segment of the bar. Um, you know, everybody enjoy interviews, but one of the interview, one of the segments, I guess, everybody always talk about is the local pastor spotlight. And um, and and I enjoy him too, man. And and this week we or this month we have uh, another great guy that I was actually uh, able to meet at G three, and um, I'm excited to bring him on. We have Pastor Anthony. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? Uh, doing great, man. Glad to finally get you on the bar. Uh, a couple of your members uh, came by the booth at G three and was like, "You got to have my pastor on." and you know, I was like, sure, who is your pastor, you know? And then I found out it was yours. Like, oh, yeah, most definitely. So, uh, man, I want to give you the floor to start out with. Uh, just kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Let them know, uh, personal, professional, anything you want to let them know, and we'll go from there. Sure. Yep. My name is Anthony Messenia. I pastor Christ Church Radford in Radford, Virginia. Uh, I also serve as a director on the board with Heart Cry Missionary Society. So I have some missionary experience in the in my background. I've been pastoring here for over seven years and I'm married with six children. Nice, nice. Good stuff, man. So let to start out with um you say you have some missional background that I didn't know. Let's talk about let's talk about that side. And then uh, you're transitioning from the mission field into pastoring. Like, you know, how did that all flow together? And well, I guess how you first got into mission work and then how, you know, you, you transferred into pastoring. Sure. How many days long did you say this interview was? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's only it's only thirty, but I, I we'll we'll work it out, man. If it go over, I'm cool. As long as you got some good stuff. Yeah, no, I was I was raised in church, but I wasn't converted until the immediately following graduation from college. Uh, within a few months, uh, experienced conversion uh, in the local church that I was attending, and I was immediately interested in ministry. And not just ministry, but particularly international missions. So in order to kind of feel out that calling, I, the guy who was instrumental, humanly speaking, in my conversion had a good friend who was a former missionary to Ethiopia. Who They connected me together, and I planned the next year. So I'd been a Christian now right out of year. In the year 2000, I went and lived with an Ethiopian family, uh, a church planter and his family for two months in the year 2000. And I fell in love with the culture and the food and the language and recognized the need there. Um, came back home and had a few things that I needed to take care of and planned to eventually move there and eventually did that in 2005. Um, moved and lived in Ethiopia for the better part of the next couple of years. Um, leading up to that, I... Uh, was serving in uh, a couple different churches, initially a church in Memphis, Tennessee, and then moved to Christ Church in New Albany, Mississippi, and was both serving and continuing to train there, knowing that I was headed overseas to serve in some capacity. Uh, that local church actually sent me out as a missionary and then served there alongside a Baptist denomination, uh, teaching and training existing pastors and those who desire to become pastors or church planters. Nice, nice. So <clears throat> with the, the missional side, because um, I'm, 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 I'm interested in that, uh, you know, I think I've had on maybe two or three guys that did some mission work. Um, on that side, did you see, I guess, any – Eastern influence on, you know, what they thought about Christianity over there, or was it kind of just, you know, you guys had a, a clean slate? No, it's a really uh, tough um, spot to minister. On the one hand, Ethiopian Orthodox Christianity is the predominant religion, but it's not a biblical Christianity. It's Eastern Orthodoxy. Mm. Um, so you're de dealing with that among the majority on the one hand, but then also the fastest growing religion in Ethiopia for the past several dozen years is Islam. So you have these mm. massive uh, numbers of people that are given to false religion, either the Eastern Orthodoxy or um, Islam. So the, the amount of Protestant evangelicals is very low, and the amount of Reformed evangelicals would be even smaller, less than 5% for sure. Wow. Wow. Good stuff. So uh, I guess back across the water uh, in the States, uh, you say you're in Virginia. Um, I don't know. Some people consider Virginia part of the Bible Belt. What has been your experience uh, on that church plant um, as far as just, you know, uh, going into that area and, uh, and and trying to establish, you know, a, a good, solid church. Right. If I had moved here from the north, I would consider it the south as well. But because I moved here yes. from Mississippi and grew up in West Tennessee, 
it doesn't feel as much like the South as the locals claim it to be. So I'm from the Mid-South mm-hmm. and the Deep South, and, and this is the it's, – it's higher up. But it would still be, I say, the Bible Belt. It just wouldn't qualify as the buckle uh, the way that the Mid-South gotcha. would have in the area <laughs> where I grew up. Um, but it's – on the one hand, the Lord has shown us a lot of favor. He continues to, to bring people to us. He continues to save souls. But it is uh, an area – uh, that where everyone has heard the gospel in some fashion, they're aware of what Christianity is. I mean, we're in a, we're surrounded by a couple of major universities, so the the locals would be what I'm describing now. There obviously are students coming from all over the world who have not heard the biblical gospel, who are very close to us, basically in our backyard. But the the locals have heard some fashion of the gospel. It may not be an accurate version of it, but most it's a very religious area um, at some level. Mm. But, but with that said, both in the, in the local area and among students, the Lord's been faithful. We obviously would prefer to make a larger impact and to see a bigger dent made into the sin all around us. Um, but at the same time, it would be wrong for me not to say that the Lord's been very gracious that in seven years he's continued to bring people to us and to change hearts and restore families and reconcile relationships through the preaching of the gospel. Right, right. Good stuff. So um, as far as uh, 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 preparation, uh, like I said, I got a lot of local pastors that, li- that listen. Um, what What's your prep like uh, for Sunday, I'm not sure how many times you preach a week, but I guess tell us how many times you preach a week, and then talk about that that prep, uh, as well as balancing six kids and family and all of that. Yeah, I I typically preach only the Sunday morning service each week. Uh, oftentimes, mm-hmm. I'm teaching in some other format, but only preaching uh, once a week, most weeks. Um, that changes sometimes. Uh, this month. Um, the month of April, I've been on two international trips that lasted eight days each, and on both of those, I was preaching six or seven times. So sometimes it's mm. um, there are conferences or international travel uh, that comes up where I'm preaching more. But on a normal week, I'm preaching once a week, and I'm spending uh, 15 to 20 hours um, in sermon prep. It's a little bit at each time. I don't work long hours well. Uh, just sitting and kind of knocking it out. I have friends who are able to do that, but I'm an hour here, two hours there, sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. the week, early early mornings and late evenings, every now and then in the middle of the day. But for the most part, the middle of my day is given to more of the shepherding ministry, um, being involved in people's lives, doing counseling in the office, lunch appointments, coffee appointments with different people. Um, and I begin in the early part of the week, just in the text itself. I'm preaching through Acts right now, so I would be reading the previous passage, the passages I'm going to preach on in the next several chapters as well, early in the week, and start cracking open the commentaries in the middle of the week. And I use the illustration of a dry sponge. I start off very dry in the beginning of the week and squeeze the sponge up in my hand and dip it down into a bucket of water and Throughout the week, I'm just kind of letting the pressure off and letting the sponge fill up. So I'm filling myself up with the truths of the text. And then I take the sponge out, usually on Friday. Sometimes it's not until Saturday when that happens. And 
you know, pull the sponge over and then start slowly squeezing it out and formulating and crafting the sermon um, at that point. Nice. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So um, I know we had, uh, it's kind of died down some, but we had briefly talked about in the inbox, you know, some of the, uh, I guess the, the, the racial issues that were going around. Um, how, as a pastor, how, if you have at all, how have you addressed uh, these uh, I guess conferences and, and, and things that are going around? How have you uh, addressed that with your uh, with your people or, you know, or maybe these are side conversation. What what approach have you taken with the climate of what's going on in the, the uh, evangelical church? Yeah, I have not addressed it from the pulpit, not this issue at this moment. Um, as I mentioned, I'm preaching through the book of Acts, so we've dealt some with ethnicity in the earlier parts. I only have about three sermons left, so I'm towards the end of the book now. Um, so it's not an issue that hasn't been dealt with. Um, most of my people understand where I stand on the issue of race, considering that three of my uh, children, my three oldest children, have a lot more melanin in their skin. Therefore, they <laughs> appear to be quite a bit darker than I do as a Caucasian. Um, but I have had a numerous, I've had numerous conversations with individuals and then small groups, um, both African Americans within my church uh, as well as um, non African Americans, both whites and non whites, however you want to um, describe it. And <laughs> just a- attempting to drive them to the text and make sure that we're thinking about these things in a biblical fashion. Um, one mm-hmm. thing that I can continue to look for in these um, conversations that are happening either in person or on blogs or Twitter threads, I haven't seen anyone make the clear distinction that black and white are distinctions that the Bible makes. I'm unconvinced Mm -hmm. that these are biblical categories, and anytime we get outside of biblical categories, we end up veering off and away from the truth with regard to how God has determined that we think about these things. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so true. And, uh, that's, that's kind of the approach we take here at the bar as well as on, uh, on just thinking podcast, um, you know, uh, national geographic has came out and said that, you know, race is, is, is not even real. I mean, we know it's not a real according to scripture, but, um, there's no such thing as race. So yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you on that. And right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We live in a time where many want to avoid theology, thinking it's not necessary for Christian life. This can't be further from the truth. The book, What Do We Believe, is a great systematic theology starter for new believers, yet it's still full of so much theology, it will quickly become a reference or source for a mature Christian. You can find this book at strivingforeternity.org. Use the code BAR to get $5 off. Go now. All right, we're back in here with Pastor Anthony, uh, another great local pastor spotlight great guy got to meet him at g3 big shout out to the two ladies i wish i remember your name if y'all listening thank you guys for suggesting um and 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 definitely definitely appreciate it uh right here anthony i know you know i I know there's a a lighter side that uh most people don't get to see so 
I want to give you our signature bar questions, with, which tends to bring out that side. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? I am not a big fan of music, so I try not to listen. Uh, to <laughs> I, I know knew that really answer was answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a really boring answer. Yeah, so no, I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I enjoy corporate worship uh, with the church mm-hmm. when we meet together, but other than that, I'm listening to talk radio in some fashion, mm. typically, if I'm listening to anything. But I'm one of those weird people that drive around in a car with nothing on. I got you. I got you. I can dig that, man, because my life is a soundtrack. So I like to like ride around with nothing on every now and again just to, you know, clear some space. I can dig that. And then I had uh, Andrew Rappenport on the, on, uh, on the show, and uh, he also does not listen to music. So... Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I actually kind of figured that was going to be your answer. All right. So second signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? We just finished reading as a church. We did our spring book study through John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Um, Mm. So I just read both part one and part two, again, of Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, which is just phenomenal. And every, every time that I've read it, I think I should read this more often because it's so helpful. Um, the way mm-hmm. that Bunyan walks through, the way that God deals with the soul, all the temptations of the world and the devil self uh, that are there. So I've just finished that, but we also have a program here at the church where we uh, it started off just training ministers, and we've opened it up, and we allow lots of folks to come. So a couple dozen or, or more come every other Monday night. Right now we're looking at the doctrine of salvation together. So I'm rereading Saved by Grace by Anthony Hokema and Redemption Accomplished and Applied uh, by John Murray. Um, And and reading that uh, in order to, I I teach several of those or lead the discussions in a kind of Socratic fashion is the way that we use. So I'm rereading those as well. Other than that, it's mostly Acts commentaries at this point. Okay, that's cool. All right. The last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? <laughs> yeah. When you introduce this section of the, uh, the usual <laughs> the signature bar podcast questions, I was thinking I should have listened to one of these before. So I would know what the questions are. Um, yeah, I don't listen to much at all. I, there are sermons that I go and listen to from time to time. Uh, Bill Hughes, who's a British evangelical, um, I find his preaching. Uh, he was referred to by a friend about a year and a half ago, and I find his preaching really helpful. Um, so I spend time listening to him from time to time. I have a good friend in uh, England, Jeremy Walker. Uh, so I'll, I listen to uh, some of his sermons from time to time as well. He's a friend, but I also benefit immensely from listening to him preach. Nice. Good stuff. All right, man. You know, I, I, I can't say that I did not anticipate your answers. Uh, <laughs> besides knowing the details in the books, you know, but, but no, that's legit, man. One of the things that I, you know, admire uh, about you, uh, like I said, before I knew to put two and two together uh, was just, you know, your, your, your uh, passion, you know, for, for the word 
and then you know just the way that you just you you really you don't you don't play when it comes to you know uh guys people and and the gospel and and i respect that and love that um so uh close it out man i want to give you the floor to uh address the listeners you know any words of encouragement or uh anything that you want to say in closing before we slide out of here yeah, I should probably follow your lead in offering the shout out to the two ladies that recommended me. They, that's just it's Jess and Latanya um, who recommended nice. me, and because they listen to you very regularly, they had been telling me you need to contact him and get on the show. And like that's really not how it works. You know, he'll have to contact me. But right. they are evidence. They are evidence that God has been wonderfully gracious to me in the work here. Obviously, they. Um, love me that's why they recommended me being on the show and they appreciate uh, the work that god's doing here in radford um i and you know i would say to those who are listening who are parishioners seek to serve and to love those gifts of leadership that god has put over you Um, god's blessed me with people like that and for pastors who may be listening you know love and shepherd in a way that it makes it easy for those who are around you to love and submit and honor you in a way that's pleasing to him. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Again, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. Appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Really appreciate that to my listeners. Appreciate you guys tuning into the bar, your favorite podcast. Uh, make sure you guys take advantage of the, this month's sponsor, uh, uh, Andrew Rappenport's new book, What Do We Believe? We get $5 off if you use the code BAR. Go to the website, Striving for Eternity. Get that today. Also, you guys can find us on the bar website, thebarpodcast.com. Just search The Bar Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Bar underscore podcast. And until next time, y'all. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there